Saves all sorts of time if you just uh-huh. mute yourself. Elon prefers that's I, it that way. That's what I figured from one of those blue checkmark wannabes. Hello and welcome to Unrelenting, episode number 54, December 16th, twenty. 22. I am Darren O'Neill. Yeah, the blue check mark wannabe and across this big virtual desk is a guy that has a thousand different names and probably 5,000 different passports. What are we going by today? Gene. Just Gene. Just simply Gene. It's always been the same. I don't know what you're talking about. It's like share. I'm just Gene. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. How's everything in the beautiful state of Texas this morning? It's, it's pretty good. It's cooling off a little bit. Echo, what's the weather? Let's find out how cold it is. 47 degrees. I kind of felt like it was cooling off last night. Yeah, that is cooling. I'll give you yeah. that. I mean, it was a- uh, 84 days ago. A lot of people when they're down in places like Florida or Texas and they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's really getting cold. I'm like, well, what is it? It's like 65. <laughs> no, it's, it's 30 here in Chirac and it's getting down next week. Towards the end of the week, the highs are supposed to be in single digits, so it'll be fun. It'll be the winter wonderland that we deserve for the holidays. Yeah, you sure as hell deserve it for living up there. Yeah, <laughs> hey, you lived, in, you lived in Minnesota. That's and like, I'm done. I'm done with it. Never again. When the kids could go outside, there's people in a lot of places of the world that like, so if you have like a little lake behind your house, you can ice mm-hmm. skate on it in the winter. That's yeah. really How much cold. Does that cost? Uh, what does that cost? Uh, just your <laughs> dignity. And your sanity uh-huh. when you're like, well, I mean, if you're, if you're up from where I'm from, uh, if you have a little lake behind your house, you're, you're going to play hockey on it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, the yeah. NHL baby. Mm-hmm. I used to enjoy watching hockey. Yeah. I used to enjoy playing hockey. Well, that was what? 50 years and a hundred pounds a ago. Time ago. Yeah. A very long time ago. Hockey is a very physically demanding sport which is why you don't want older out of shape guys doing it eat a million calories and not gain any weight playing hockey well yeah you are exerting a lot of effort i mean in the cold weather well that also when it's cold outside and just breathing in air burns a lot more calories go outside take a nice long walk Mm -hmm. when it's 10 degrees out yeah 10 degrees it's a warm day in minnesota it'll glitch Get your blood a pumping. Somewhere like 40 below. But I found out, breaking news, why why Elon and company don't want me to oh, have Elon. a blue check mark. I mean, I thought for sure it was because Adam Curry was following me, and I thought that mm-hmm. was enough to sully mm-hmm. my chances of getting the blue check mark. But no, mm-hmm. they finally updated their system to give a reason <laughs> rather than your account does not qualify at this time. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And what was your reason? They don't like my cell phone carrier, which I understand because it's Google Voice. Oh, yeah. They don't accept those. Yeah, that's true. Because, you know, you can't use Google. There, this, this is, I'm sure, yeah, yeah. In, the, in the hopes that they can block spam, which is still good luck with that. No, it's just the phone number you get for free and you can change them any day. Which you can't like it, but I've had the I, Google fact, voice number I longer than registered most. registered something recently here. 
I can't remember which company. It might have been either Twitch or YouTube or something. And they they don't like. Yeah, like, maybe, no, thank you. Yeah, they don't accept Google Voice. Like, I don't think Google accepts Google Voice <laughs> as a form of verification. Well, yeah, and you're like, you think you would know who I am because you verified me to get the Google Voice number, but Google. They don't. They really don't. Like, anybody can just sign up that has a Google account, and anybody can get a Google account with no verification. This is not the case anymore with Google Voice. The most recent that I tried mm-hmm. to get a new Google Voice number. Yeah, what do they say? You still have to verify it with a real phone number, which means I've got a dozen Google voice numbers. I do too. From back in the day, before that, this was a thing I Uh I do too, which is why you don't want to let those things expire because it's really hard to get new ones Uh unless you have a number. Now I'm curious because the number I'm going to switch after the show today, I'm going to switch my number on Mm. Twitter to my iPhone that I never use. Mm-hmm. which has an ex Google voice number that was moved to, to Xfinity. Yeah. Okay. So if they accept that, then all I have to do is then just change that number too, and then send it back to Google voice and be like, ha I beat you, Elon. Uh-huh. I beat you, but I get it. I get yeah, what they're trying to you'll do. Do, you do that until all of a sudden, six months later, you get a, please revalidate your phone by replying to the text message we just sent. Yes. I have no name in the troll room suggest buying a $20 track phone, which will prop. I'm curious on which they're of these. They're not going to accept that shit. That's the thing. It's yeah, like, will they even accept any of the paper nope. go? They may not. Nope. And I thought it was hilarious. Just while we're speaking of Elon, we're going to speak of him. Well, that mm-hmm. he banned. Well, I don't know if it was banned or so. I think it was suspended is the better word mm-hmm. here. Six journalists from. The Washington Post. Yeah, good for him. From uh, like MSNBC. It was all the big liberal outlets. Uh-huh. Yep. And they're all freaking out now. It's like, how oh, does it feel for this to God. be on the other side, right? And they, yeah, they're, they have no consistency filter. Well, right, because they because, were the ones that were like, ha ha, Trump deserves Twitter, to be banned. Yeah, Twitter is literally full now of people gloating and getting some schadenfreude about these reporters getting kicked off by by showing images of two tweets from them next to each other one talking about how hey it's a private company they can do whatever they want right when they were kicking off conservatives right and now government needs to investigate this company which is clearly influenced by foreign agents yes as they're getting kicked off it's hilarious you can't have it both way people yeah i'm all for freedom of speech and nobody getting banned or kicked off but it's not my company Mm-hmm. And yeah. in this case, Elon, I think, is making a good point, which is I don't know how public this data is to show where private mm-hmm. planes are. Obviously, it's out it's, there. It's public. It's public data. But I think the point he's making is that uh, I'm I'm not going to be the flashlight that shines on this normally hard to get public data. Right. And it's not just Elon. I mean, everybody knows I'm a big Swifty. Taylor Swift has been having the same kind of issues. Tracking her plane? Yes. So anybody with the private plane, this is a security concern for people that don't want to be on the radar because unfortunately, when you have a private plane, you have to be on the radar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Unless you're the merchant of death, then you can just paint the tail over while you're in flight and then become a different plane. You mean the president of the United States or uh, 
Or are you talking? Yeah. Oh wait, are I'm you the merchant? Are you the merchant of death? I'm, I'm talking about Victor. Oh, Victor the Boot. Yeah, Victor the Boot. That's a good exactly. nickname, though the Boot. Well, at least you pronounce his name correctly, unlike 99 percent of the media. So what are they calling him? Bout. Bout. Yeah. Yeah, because B O U T is the American spelling, but it's not spelled that way in Russian. It's spelled Boot. Well, we're glad to be on the accurate side of things here. Yeah, we tried. But that kind of data, it's like one of the rules, doxing is a serious thing. And there's a lot of people who are just stupid. It's also totally legal. I mean, this is the thing that's so stupid is they this concept was invented by hippies that you're not allowed to, like, repeat where somebody lives. We grew up in an age literally of the white pages. Yes. Where, where you where had we to be listed. Where everybody lived. It was not optional. Everybody can get at it. Nobody's concerned about it. Well, unless you had any amount of money at all, because what ends up happening is usually then the property is purchased not under your name. Right. 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 It's purchased under the name of a trust or something like that that people mm-hmm. don't. Now, if somebody's going to do their homework, which was a lot harder to do before the internet. It might be harder to figure out what that person would use or how they're connected to whatever entity purchased the house. But hey, it is keep, getting. Uh, keep talking for a second. I want to adjust your microphone of, stand and, and move it around a little bit. I mean, at least we are getting audio from Gene today, which was questionable just a few hours ago when his Motu decided to turn against him. The AI in the Motu. I think maybe CSB has something to do with the uh, firmware in the motu that is yeah, i had to uh adjust the uh the chaise lounge a little bit here it sounds like you're uh, moving the microphone stand and getting a little bit yeah i'm just kind of can you know what's the word i'm uh you're being handsy yeah a little bit a professional podcaster would not be doing that during the show oh dude let me tell you about the the bullshit i had to deal with yesterday Wait, there was something. Something went wrong yesterday as yeah, well. USB. <laughs> was it? Was it a bad cable? What was this? Uh, I, I think it was a bad cable. That's well, what happened to me too, out of nowhere. And that was the weirdest thing when it happened to me, because nothing had been changed recently. Yeah. Nothing had moved. I was doing a rock and roll pre-show with Fletcher one morning, as one does, as one would, and it started getting staticky. And mm-hmm. I'm like, they rebooted. It went back, and it like stuck. It like everything crashed, and then. I realized, well, I changed USB ports and it worked for like three seconds and then it went bad Mm -hmm. again, Mm -hmm. changed the cable and everything's been fine. You always assume if a cable's going to go bad, it would be one, like if you're constantly with an external drive, moving it from place to place and unplugging Mm -hmm. and plugging, but no, a cable that's just been sitting there, not being touched for months and working fine can somehow go bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing, although, I mean, I guess I did backtrack it down to a plugging in one more device that caused this whole thing to... Oh, so maybe something sent a surge or something through the... Uh, There's no surges. I think it's just a lot of <laughs> devices on there. It overloaded but, your system. But either way, um, it's a... Uh, it got resolved. It just cost me two hours of my life. And I was trying to interrupt your other show when I found out about this. That was karma so was like, right there. Shit. This is not working. We gave you a clean feed link and then uh-huh. you came in and there uh-huh. was silence and everybody was like, that's not what? like Gene. What? <laughs> Gene is never silent. Uh-huh. He's a lot of things. Never silent. That's true. 
So it was it was a little unusual. And then I got online with some uh, like, I don't know, four hours later with some friends playing video games. And two of them were talking about the exact same thing happening to them, where all of a sudden their audio device stopped working and they're trying to figure out how to get it working. It's like, what the hell? It was like the day of audio crashes yesterday. Well, that would lead you to believe that there's something, there's a reason why. There's no coincidence, Gene. No, well, and and they were certainly not using Motus. So so their systems may, all, you may have all been hacked. Ah, fake, podcast, been. fake podcast, fake, yeah, fake podcast. Got it. That's great. I love that. Who are you? Fake podcast. Uh-huh. Fake podcast. So did you get your uh, limited edition autographed Trump cards yet? I, are they it's hard how do you autograph an nft well i mean that's why they're 99 dollars because they're nfts they're high quality i high quality autograph trump cards i w- i am i will say for last christmas i am upset because my dad trump fan so mm-hmm. trump put that out that would upset me as well <laughs> that would right i mean i don't mind trump i understand he's an entertainer and a business person and i have no hatred for donald trump and i do love me a quick profit donald trump put out a picture book of his time in the white house Mm -hmm. and he autographed them and they were like Mm -hmm. 250 bucks or something like that with 250 Mm -hmm. to 300 bucks so i ordered one from my dad and you see as i've learned with taylor swift you really should order as many as possible right because they'll go up and they went up immediately. They were selling for like a thousand bucks within like wow. two weeks because they sold out so fast. Hmm. And I'm like, damn, I wish I would have bought a second one. But no, I'm not going to buy an NFT because one, I don't believe in NFTs for the artistic value. Now, Trump's doing something interesting because it seems like it's more like a uh, raffle of some sort because there are ways there are people that are going to be chosen then to get like a trip to meet Trump or something like that. That's technically referred to as a pyramid scheme, but maybe go ahead. It may well be, but it's not necessarily a pyramid scheme. If you're giving away a prize, I don't know how that works with the NFT. Nothing's been given away, right? Well, now it depends (laughs) if it's actually going to be given away. Yeah. The NFTs, the only use they have, and I've said this over and over Uh again, is when you tie them to a physical asset. And I believe this is where they may actually take off because there is still a market for people that like to collect things, whether it be ticket stubs or baseball cards or autographed baseballs or autographed Donald Trump books. If you isn't at some point, isn't the number of idiots out there just going to become separated from their money? Probably. Now, the NFTs that don't have anything attached to them, that's nothing but vaporware. If you have a legitimate source that is tying things, like an autographed Taylor Swift record, if they added that to an NFT and that NFT was valid until somebody turned it in for the vinyl, well, then you Mm -hmm. you could resell the concept that you own the vinyl over and over again. And then if somebody actually claims that, physical thing then the nft is useless yeah as long as that physical thing is still tied to the nft i think that's where the market is going which is why all of these companies golden auctions ebay Mm -hmm. also they want to vault all of your stuff when it comes Mm -hmm. to collectibles they're like hey 
will hold on to that Taylor Swift autographed yeah. lithograph you have, and you can buy and sell it, but it never has to leave our vault. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because it's like, how do you really know? It's, you don't. Well, because right. they, they did this with software, and now they want to do it with physical items. Yes. You will own nothing and you will be happy. Are your spaceships NFTs? That's what uh, Billy Bones wants to know. <clears throat> They're not. No. And but I was going to mention and when you mentioned NFTs, there is another game out there called um, Star Atlas, I believe. And it is a younger game, so they're not like as far along as uh, Star Citizen is. Which is still an uh, alpha. Which is still an alpha. But these guys are like basically at concept drawing stage. But they decided to use NFTs to sell their ships. So their ship prices, um, they were going for as much as 30000 per ship. Wait, dollars? Dollars. Yeah. <laughs> for, for an NFT. And you want to talk about fools and their money, do you, Gene? Oh, they're parted. But no, it gets better. It gets better. So this company, remember, a software development company using NFTs to fund themselves to build a spaceship game, right? They were investing their money at FTX. <laughs> yes. The money they're getting by selling these NFTs were going into FTX, which they lost. Obviously. Um, so now there's a problem because now they need to sell a bunch more ships to get more money in to make up for the losses they suffered as a result of being stupid and putting money into a uh, scam instead of a bank. Yeah, now that definitely is a pyramid scheme. And the prices on the ships on the secondary market, remember these are NFTs, so they're, you know, you own it, you could trade it. They're down by about 90%. Nine zero. Now, for so, game yeah. assets, I do find this to be interesting that you can have an asset that is that used own, in right. a game, right? That you own, that you mm-hmm. can, I mean, the, here's the thing. Up until now, you could have assets in a game that you allegedly owned, and some of mm-hmm. them even allowed you to sell them, but this all happened in their ecosystem. So this, right. by being an NFT, that means you can go to eBay, Facebook, or whatever you want and sell this NFT, and then it... Well, I don't know if you, I assume you can, I don't, I never bought any of these spaceships, so I don't know, but that's an interesting concept. The thing that's interesting is the way it worked, I believe, and I could be wrong, but I believe that's the way it worked is they would say, okay, we've got a brand new ship design. We're only going to sell a thousand copies of this. We're going to price it at $2,000 each. And so the first thousand people willing to put up two grand got this spaceship. Now, the fact that you're telling me there are in the game, thousands of people that are willing to spend this kind of money. Well, Well, I mean, we're in the wrong business. You can do the math. Well, I don't know. I don't It's uh, I mean, yes, I do know we're in the wrong business. That much I do know. (laughs) Right. I'm not sure this is the right business. That's yeah. Uh, The. um, I'm trying to remember how much they've raised so far. I think they've raised like 50 million. 60 million, something like that. That's fairly impressive. I mean, here's the thing. You never even have to put out a real product. Sure you just, seems that way. You just have to sell people on the idea that there's going to be a product. Yeah. They fund you and you go, yeah. eh, didn't work out. Yeah. 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 Well, and that's really the model of Star Citizen, too. They're, you know, in alpha for 10 years. 
Uh, can you log in and do some stuff in the game? Absolutely. And it's kind of, you know, it could be fun, but a lot of the fun you can have is dependent on you because they've got spaceships, they've got a world, and they got nothing for you to do. So you have to come up with your own things to do. It's, uh, if you get together with a group of people, like this weekend is going to be the two year anniversary of a group that I'm in. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun uh, uh, doing spaceshipy stuff, but we're also kind of inventing our own fun pastimes. Like we're, uh, we're doing things that were not intended in the game. You, yeah. You're basically figuring just, out what the game is. Yeah. Well, figure out what can we do in the game that could be fun. That has nothing to do with what's built into the game. Like we're going to load up tanks on top of spaceships and then fly around with tanks and only shoot the tanks at each other. So it's going to have to be a combination of skill of both the pilot and the tank operator to shoot another spaceship in space from a tank. Now, obviously tanks were not intended to be sitting on spaceships. <clears throat> they were intended to be uh, on the ground. The Sea uh, uh, Brooklyn in the troll room says, I'm going to hunt you, Gene. In Star yes. Citizen. Go for it. So people, this is, make this make is, sure you friend me first so you know where I'm at. Right. Friend him so that way you don't have to dox him or anything first. Yeah, he'll just, exactly. He'll be, he's like, come on over. You think you can beat me? I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I got 4,000 mm-hmm. spaceships, 53 million tanks, stormtroopers, whatever else you, you got in this yeah. game. So you're like the Darth Vader of this. This I wish game. there were stormtroopers. <laughs> You're like that would be. See, we add these. This would be cooler. Yeah, we need some stormtroopers. Exactly. We do have skins, or, you know, clothes that look like stormtrooper clothes in there. I mean, so, not close enough to infringe upon any copyrights, of course. It, the, the whole game has that statement about it because there's also <laughs> we also have X-wing fighters that are not called X-wing fighters. They're they're totally not X. They're, they're totally not. They're they're like square wing fighter or they're like uh, St. George's flag fighters or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Just find another good name and change them just enough. But that's the beauty of these games, too. If you let yeah. your fan base, if you let the people playing the game add certain things to it, then it becomes yeah. really hard to yeah. go well, after. And, and a, a number of events that were purely fan created became official in the game. Like there was a, a group of people that took, uh, military, they're basically Humvees, you know, but not to infringe on that brand, of course, but they, they took those and they said, Hey, let's do like a rally. So there was an eight hour long ground race that they organized. And then every year there's more and more people coming to do it to the point where, it became an official event and now actual ground racetracks are coming to the video game. Uh, so they're, they, they will do stuff like this. There's also a group of people that found the bug in the game that sold drugs at a very cheap price in the game at a certain location. Ah, so get, get you a little Cialis or Viagra or something like that. Uh, you little, little meaner drugs than that. But, uh, <laughs> But basically, they were sold super cheap. So if you bought them there and then sold them in space stations that that buy drugs, you could be a space, space station. station drug dealer. This sounds you could like be a, a game. space station drug dealer. This was not really by intent, but um, because they were so cheap, people started like fighting each other over the control of that territory. <laughs> and so, consequently, it's a place called Jumptown. 
such a great name for it. And so consequently, there were, you know, the, 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 the cheap drug buying turned into military actions with groups coming super armed to fight other groups for the ability to buy drugs really cheap and then resell them. So it's kind of like the cartel wars, really. And uh, even though this was a bug in the game, eventually the game company decided to formalize this. And now it has multiple events called uh, Jump Down running on different planets where you can buy drugs for cheap, um, but at the risk of other people coming in to do that as well. And, you know, they publicize it. They tell you when they're going to start, when they're going to end, and try and promote these things. So the the game company is good in this regard. They're taking player-created content, essentially. People coming up with things to do because there's not much to do. And then saying, hey, that could be a part of the official game. Well, that's how it grows. Yeah, I, I like that aspect of it, for sure. And your character in the game is dressed like Sonny Crockett, I take it? <laughs> well it, it, it's funny you mentioned that because i i typically do wear an, an all-white outfit see there you go what did you do uh-huh. yesterday to celebrate don johnson's 73rd birthday he's 73 i didn't know that I know. holy shit uh-huh getting old Almost as old as i am wow i saw they're rebooting something was it was it miami vice they're rebooting that I, I hope to god they're not rebooting miami vice yeah i think they are and i don't know how he's involved i mean obviously uh. you're not going to well let me back that up because I heard in the latest Indiana Jones movie, they de-aged using mm-hmm. AI Harrison Ford. I, could you just imagine Don Johnson and uh, what's the other guy's name? Um, Ricardo Sonny Crockett. Well, no, that's his character, yeah. but his, his partner Tubbs. Uh, oh, t- yeah, yeah. The black guy. Yeah. The black guy. Is he for, alive still or, or I thought he died? I don't know. It would be oh. much harder for him to then be de-aged if he was dead. I hope he's alive mm, or easier. That was one of my favorite. Well, true. They could just use his image. Be like, he mm-hmm. said it was fine. No, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Philip well, Michael Thomas. Original contract. Right. They signed off their likenesses to the studio, which studios used to have that in their contract. Yes. My so. favorite. Still one of my favorite scenes out of Miami Vice is mm-hmm. when uh, Tubbs was sitting in the really whatever sports car it was. Mm-hmm. And a guy came up to try to carjack him. Hmm. And Tubbs just raises up a sawed-off shotgun. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You, you got to get out of here. Because he's a cop. Right. He's a <laughs> badass cop. And hey, Ferrari driving cop with a sawed-off shotgun. That sounds like Miami, baby. That's why Miami in the 80s was a whole lot of fun. It was a whole lot of fun. There's a whole lot of money coming in, that's for sure. That whole city got built on Coke. Yeah. It's a nice city. Not rock and roll. Party Coke. city. Mm-hmm. Oh, them's was the days. South Beach was a fun place to be. Tubbs is 73 2. Net Ned says the troll oh, Philip Michael too. Thomas. Wow. So, yeah, they're. Oh, wow. So they could still do it. They could both yeah, come just, back as the crotchety old captains or something like that. Well, uh, I, I, I love the fact that, uh, that, um, what's his face lived on the boat with a alligator. Yeah. George or cool. Clyde or some kind of funny. Yeah. Cause that's, you know normal that's something you would do you like it reptiles totally something i would do yeah i mean if you I think lived in a place where alligators were like people i you, would totally live there and you think that snakes are dangerous the uh the gator that's fine that's perfectly well, the snakes normal eat the gators in florida oh well that's even yeah that's even mm-hmm. the circle of life i suppose it 
something like that. Yeah, it's they're they're. This is why I can't move to Florida. I've mentioned this is because my snake is illegal in Florida because they have a problem with these snakes um, eating the native gators. Uh, so you have to stay in that freedom loving state of Texas. Although yes, that's there's only two states to live as far as I'm concerned. Florida and Texas. Florida and Texas. Yeah, that's kind of what you're down to. Yeah, Indiana's not bad, but the weather is not quite as nice as Florida or Texas. <laughs> I don't know about Indiana. It's freedom loving compared to Illinois, which compared to Illinois, I think every state around Illinois is freedom loving. Wisconsin, which you know has the worst cops, and that is freedom loving compared to Illinois. I mean, some places in uh, Russia way more freedom loving. Cuba, yeah, probably yeah. way more freedom loving. China, China, yeah. way more Definitely freedom loving than more Illinois. More freedom loving than Illinois for sure. Uh huh. I mean, at least they don't abuse their people there the way Illinois does. I liked uh, the Don Johnson reboot they did. It was just a movie, I think, of Nash Bridges. Because I know there was something mm. with Nash Bridges. But that was, a, that was a really good series, too. It was not very well received, I don't think. But I thought it was pretty good. I like Don Johnson's character in uh, Southbound and Down. Well, you like Don Johnson in everything. Well, he did a good job of playing a crotchety kind of a, you know. Which he is uh, now. Right, but he was he was kind of he was the father of the main character uh, of Danny McBride, and uh, he was like this old ladies man type. Yes, no, that was a funny movie as well. I mean, if you like baseball and uh, that was a TV show, not a movie. Well, it was a series. Yes, not a movie. Mm-hmm. But Don Johnson has been in a lot of good stuff. I, yeah, I pulled. I had no idea. I mean, maybe I just blocked all of this out. But there was a clip I pulled for the rock and roll pre-show mm. of him singing on a German television show, promising to come tour there. It's like, oh, my God, I know. It's like, what is everybody? Like, this is the Hasselhoff thing. Yeah. 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 Like, well, we could just we have a very popular American television slash movie guy. Let's Germans not know the difference between singers and actors. I don't know. Maybe. That that's the only thing all actors are singers, right? That kind of explains it because I don't know how else that happens. Cause he was, you know, he did the cover of the song, you know, tell it like it Mm -hmm. is. And again, Mm -hmm. I can sing anything with no range to it. You can sing anything. There are certain songs that are just made to be for people. You know, when you're doing your karaoke, that's what you want to sing. You don't want to go for the hits of Whitney Houston or Mariah Carey that, have the high yeah, you want to go you want to stick to the male singers and that would be helpful too <laughs> i just you know i can do tequila really well you know tequila uh-huh. that's just the one word songs even better uh-huh. the one songs are good yeah the one word that's all you need but i'm, I'm not it when you go to, to to a bar and they have karaoke nights i will leave enough. <laughs> that, that, yeah i will leave as well but but then what makes it even worse is they have that and you're trying to you know like not think about it and just talk to your friends and then uh and all of a sudden somebody starts belting who's an actual singer it's like motherfucker what are you doing at karaoke if you know how to sing having fun hanging out with their no that's showing not off. fun that's called showing off yes. exactly that's it's, not about fun it's about showing everybody how crappy they are and how good i am they oh, did I just hate it there was a little diner kind of breakfast restaurant they're still there Mm. near where my parents live and for a while they were open for dinner mm. covid killed that but 
for the time that they were open for dinner. Obviously, they were looking for some way to bring more business in. And we stopped in there one night at like eight mm. o'clock after doing something. And uh, all of a sudden, the karaoke starts and it was just obnoxiously loud. There was like nobody in there. And it's like, what are you doing? This ain't a bar. This is yeah. not what people just coming in for a BLT want to right. be accosted with. Yeah. With really bad singers. Yeah, that's horrible. Uh-huh. I don't like it, but I'm not buying me no Trump NFTs, I'll tell you that. No. No, he got he got a few uh a few comments about trying to peddle that stuff. Do you think he understands what an NFT is cuz he's old? I don't think he's hey, really all he all he understands is that he's going to have the best NFT anyone's ever had. Yeah, it's going to be unbelievably good. Ah, it's going to it's going to be a killer. Mm-hmm. Going to be the best, best. You, if you've seen an NFT, you've never seen anything like this. NFT. Right. This is the yeah. most powerful NFT. Yeah, this is the strongest NFT. <laughs> strongest. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Hey, that's the strongest that's marketing, NFT baby. that's ever been done. Uh huh. You cannot break this NFT. I mean, to the point where Snowden had to do a shoulder shrug emoji and say, where have we gone to? Wait, I have no name in the troll room. Trollroom.io when we do these shows live is reporting uh-huh. that it sounds like all 45,000 of the NFTs have sold out. If that's true, <laughs> if that is true, then Gene and I are really in the wrong uh-huh. business. Well, yeah, we should be in the business of trying to pitch a product to Trump to to sell a Trump. Yeah, he has the he's linking to an article out the hill.com raised four and a half million dollars selling NFTs. Mm -hmm. Well, like I said, I guess there are still enough fools out there that waiting to be parted with their money. That is crazy. So while that or there's no fools and it's just. um, Maybe uh, we're wrong. What do you call those guys? The guys that buy shit just to resell. uh, Well, yeah, the flippers. That there's a a worse word for them than that than flippers uh, scalpers the scalpers well, scalpers but that's mainly tickets flippers are for no, products no, no, overall no. scalpers are for everything dude because uh, this just happened so a new video card I've never heard out. anybody say a scalper on a video oh, card dude scalpers that's what they're called uh new video card just came out two days ago and uh I missed my goddamn chance to buy it because uh, I got <laughs> up a half hour too late. Oh, well, that's a surprise. Yeah. So they, they sold 260,000 units in the first 30 minutes. Whoa. And, uh, I was hoping to be one of those and I miss, and these are thousand dollar cards, by the way. Now, Gene, you're a man yeah. of means. You Not don't, really. you don't have some intern or something that you could have online no, ordering this have, stuff for I you. Used to. Dude, I used to, I just don't, I have nobody right now. It's just me. <laughs> I'm a do everything myself kind of guy well as long as yeah. you take care of yourself gene mm-hmm. in so yeah, many the, ways uh, but you didn't get up early enough to get yourself no, that video so I, card i got up at nine i should have got up at eight and they were all gone by 8 30 and i was like god damn it and the next batch won't be ready till january now are these some of the cards that are intentionally crippled for the crypto mining mm-hmm. yeah so this shows that there is a still very strong PC oh, yeah. well, gaming market. Well, it's because they're cheap. They people wanted to get them because the the price point is so good. Just a thousand bucks. Yeah, th- just a thousand dollars. That is such a cheap video. I mean, I have but, 
I have like the, five of those in my machine right yeah, now. Yeah, the competitive cards are sixteen hundred bucks, and the scalpers are selling these now on Amazon for two grand. Because the interesting thing now in the Biden economy is, there was an article that was pointing out there's never been a better time to buy an air fryer. Hmm. Because electronics, well, I guess I'm right on the uh, bleeding edge. Then you are, mm-hmm. but because of the Biden inflation, it turns out that although food is up like 30 to 60%, depending yeah, on 60, more like, yeah, the electronic market to $65 a pound though. Damn. Yeah. But the electronic market, because people have to spend all their money on food, the people mm-hmm. making all the gadgets like phones and air fryers and stuff oh, like that. Screwed. Nobody's yeah. buying. So those no. prices are going down. Yeah. So yeah. if you have a little extra cash hidden away, now, now's the time to buy the electronics. TVs yeah. were down like 20%. You know, it's crazy. But all of the electronics that normally mm-hmm. go off the shelves in the in this time of the year. They're giving TVs away. It's amazing. I'm, I've got like, I bought four. No, two. Two, because one was an old one. I bought two 4K TV sets, and they're super cheap right now. Yeah. I mean, I've thought of doing that. Uh, I have in the office here now. I mean, you can never really do it because it would be a pain to mount and mm-hmm. then it would probably heat the room up like a mofo. But I've got five different mm-hmm. posters in this room up around. Oh, the room. you could totally do it. Right. I, there's do- a video I just saw recently of a guy who got 75 inch TVs or maybe even 80 inch TVs. Uh, and he basically did a fake window for a basement room that is awesome watch that video no but i love the concept it's very impressive so he did it you know they're all like long way up there's three tv sets that that look like a three pane window and so they're you know instead of left to right they're top to bottom and then they're all hooked up to a single computer that's generating the image that's going in there and he can have a, a a winter chalet in switzerland view from his basement or you can have a Bora Bora sitting on the beach view from the basement. Right. I mean, and it, it looks super realistic. It's like, I'm sure if you get right up to it, obviously you can tell, but if you're sitting on a sofa, you're just, you know, doing whatever in the basement. I think your brain's just gonna act just like you're actually in a normal, you know, room in that place. Well, hell yeah. you could even have a nice 4k camera mounted outside the house. That just looks like you're looking outside well, your front door. Stupid. If you've got the opportunity to have a window that can literally be anywhere, you're really going to mount a camera outside your house and have a shitty view like that. No, I'd mount it outside of Adriana Lima's house. Uh-huh. Well, or uh-huh. inside exactly. of Adriana Lima's house. Or be, inside. Yeah, exactly. That's the 4k like, view. I this want is her mirror, right? There <laughs> you go. Happens to come out of my house. That's see Now that is a technology <laughs> I would invest in. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Let's get some NFTs done for that. Yeah. How do we make some, uh, how do we that, make some It reminds cash? me of a great movie, uh, which is the, uh, the something, something John Malkovich, uh, what was it called? Uh, being, being John, John Malkovich. Yeah. yeah. That was an awesome movie. It was quirky. There's no question about it that. It was so twisted, man. Not like disgusting, but just twisted in a way that reality bending. It's like, what? Well, reality bending, and then um, Cusack was in that, wasn't he? Cusack was in there. Uh, what's her face was in there. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, I'm gonna spit out my coffee too because it's like, oh yeah, what's her face? 
Yeah. Wasn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. wasn't Scarlett Johansson again, was it? No, 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 no. no. That's you, usually you who you mean when I'm you say what's about. her it face. Is, well, I know. I like Scarlett. No, it was the uh, something about Mary Chick. Uh, the hell's her name? Uh, right, Cameron Diaz. The Mexican one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Cameron Mexican Diaz. one. Yeah, she was in it. Uh, and she was not playing a hot chick. She was playing Cusack's wife. Um, who became a lesbian. That was great. Such a hilarious movie. I mean, if you were married to John Cusack, you'd probably become a lesbian too. Well, that's probably likely. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Good point. Um, it was a very, and, and John Cusack's in it too. We we already said that. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, uh, Malkovich is in it too. Well, of course. I mean, if the show, the movie is becoming or being John Malkovich, then I would hope, I mean, it would be, I guess, funnier maybe if he wasn't if in he it. If he wasn't in it, right. But no, he's actually in it. Um, it is definitely a cult classic. There's That's the best way to describe it. C. Brooklyn says uh, Scarlett Johansson's only five foot tall. That ruined it for him. Ruined it. Ha! <laughs> She's not five foot tall, man. Gene's like, get her high heels. That's all you need to do. No, no, no. No, she's taller than that. I've seen her. Well, you dated her for a while, right? I did not date. No, dude. I'd be talking about that all day long if I dated Scarlett fucking Johansson. If you went out, if you accidentally ran into her for 30 seconds one night, you would be talking about that every day, nonstop. There's a few actresses out there that I wouldn't mind uh, spending a day with. It really, that's all you need. I mean, one day. Uh, yeah. What, uh, what more do you need? She is five foot three. Or yeah, 160 five, centimeters tall. Yeah. Yeah. 36, 25, 36 at five foot three. That to me is a perfect body right there. Jean's like, when I'm done with her, I mean, really, if you're on a flight, you could just put her in the overhead carry on compartment and, uh, it's the appropriate size for a woman. Jean at sirgene.com. Uh huh. If you want to send him a message, 100 pounds. Scarlet's in the news, though, because she's complaining that she was being groomed to be a bombshell in her early acting career. That's true. Boy, how she suffered. I know. And it's like, wait, so you were an attractive actress and you're surprised that they put you into Uh, roles that calls for an attractive woman. I don't understand. um, More more importantly, uh, she was told to be more attractive. It's like, see, now that could be a little rude. Like, you know, here's the thing. She really is very average looking. Um, If you take Scarlett Johansson with no makeup on. Well, that's a part of it. Yes. Yeah. Then she kind of looks like Taylor Swift. There's a lot of people that are like that. Adriana Lima, not. Uh huh. Yeah. That's the rarity. There are women out there. And, uh, you know, consider yourself lucky if you ran across one in real life who look absolutely gorgeous with no makeup on. And uh, quite often they don't realize it. And uh, because the vast majority of women by statistical percentages absolutely need makeup on in order to look good. Otherwise they look like, you know, somebody you wouldn't want to sit next to in the Starbucks. (laughs) Wow. Um, What's true. Damn. Um, Sir Gene getting real. But for, I, I, I always do, uh, but there is definitely a percentage of women out there. And I've had the good fortune of being around a few that 
look that good when they roll out of bed. It is a rarity. It is definitely a rarity. So odds are you won't meet many of them. They'll get married. And then they'll become actresses and they'll complain that they're being that they're being groomed. groomed. To look yeah. Uh-huh. No, I, I've always liked Scarlett Johansson's look. Um, ever since uh, Lost in Translation, where she was in her early 20s. She might have been like 18. I think she played 18, but she was in her early 20s. Because that was one of the movies she mentioned, like, well, then I was going to be the object of desire, the the person they lust, the I other mean, guy lusted after. Her combined with a 50-something-year-old Bill Murray was definitely a little pedo-ish. Well, no two ways about it. Yeah, it's Bill Murray as well, which... He's what looked that, way what older. What's that supposed to mean? I mean, he's always looked like older. Than, yeah, he looked like an alcoholic is what he usually looked like. <laughs> that may be accurate. So she's born in 1984. What year did? Um, 2003. It came out. So she was. Probably th- filming at 18. Yeah, probably was 18 then. Fuck. I thought she was 20. You're like, hey, uh, legal. But yeah, then with Bill Murray yeah, at that well, point. Definitely legal. Yeah. Scarlett Ingrid Johansson. This is how Hollywood Mm -hmm. just corrupts the minds of Americans. What the highest paid actress of 2018 and 2019. Yeah. So I know she's had a really hard time, hard time (laughs) just making all that. But Gene, it is not easy making all that money. That is why we choose to be podcasters. Definitely not. I mean, with that kind of money, we don't want to be making any money. We don't want to ruin our lives with cash. Yeah. We do not want to ruin our lives with cash. There was a Republican, was it a senator, a House member, who was it, Lee, maybe, that wants to ban porn? What? Yes. This I'm like, wait. How, good, do, good luck. Do you not understand how the internet works, Utah Republican uh-huh. senator? Oh, you, yeah, Utah. Okay, well, that makes sense. <laughs> Mike Lee. Yes. Introduced the Interstate Obscenity Definition Act, a bill that normally... Nominally, I'm sorry, aims to establish a national definition of obscenity, but which would, in effect, outlaw all online sexual content nationwide. Okay. You know, I don't know what that's going to do because uh, I watch uh, Mormon porn occasionally. What? Uh, okay, what is Mormon porn? Well, Mormon porn is made in Utah and it, it has people engaging in pornographic activities that are wearing the traditional garb of the Mormons. That seems a little twisted, but whatever gets you off. It's, I mean, it's a thing, you know, it's not it's everyday thing. porn. It's like a specialty a special porn. day porn <laughs> only for those special occasions like Christmas uh-huh. Uh-huh. and, uh, yeah, and Festivus. Like when you want your porn to have people still wearing clothes while having sex, which makes it way, way more complicated. It makes it a little weird. But uh, the concept, though, of outlawing, but it does have like a whole bunch of wives. In it. Well, see, that's I don't know. Young wives. Well, that's fine. Scarlett Johansson style wives. Oh, well, see, that's OK, but mm-hmm. they're still wives, which yeah. means everybody knows what happens when they become the wife as opposed mm-hmm. to the object of your desire that you are dating there's well, a big is, difference this is where i think the the solution of having a whole bunch of wives kind of comes into play that you can let them compete with each other this is yeah, like a ranking a little, see this is why why women hot when they're single 
because they're competing for a man. They're trying. And when they get married, they say, got one. <laughs> don't need to do shit anymore. Don't need to wear makeup. Don't need to uh, exercise. Don't need to do anything. Now um, I got me a man and he's not going anywhere. Right. I married Adriana Lima. I woke up with Kathy Griffin. That's usually how it works. Yeah. And you know the story about the blowjob. <laughs> the story oh, it's about the, the blowjob. Everybody knows the story about blowjob. I'm not sure I know the story. Guy but proposes to a girl. Uh, of course, she accepts. Oh, of course. Yeah. Because um, that's their only goal in life is to get married. Pretty much. That, that is the only goal. That's genetic programming right there. Uh, and then, um, you know, she just super happy, gives them an incredible blowjob. You're going to have to mark this show as not for kids, by the way. I think we always do. <laughs> okay, good. I wasn't sure. I have uh, an abundance of caution. Incredible guy's super happy. Goes out to his buddies like, man, I can't wait for married life with this girl. She's incredible. I've never been with anybody like her. She's, I'm not going to let her slip away. So she just gave me the best blow job I've ever had. Meanwhile, the girl is uh, off with her female friends talking on the phone and, uh, or, you know, wherever. And uh, she's like, man, I finally, finally got him to propose. This is awesome. Not only that, I gave the last blowjob I'm ever going to give. <laughs> also accurate. But now yeah, this is why I call it the blowjob story, because it is the story experienced by all married men. And the main reason for telling that story, of course, was to discuss whether or not this episode of this podcast would now be outlawed in the United States if Mike Lee's law. Because if well, you're, it would be outlawed in Utah anyway. <laughs> well, outlaw all online sexual content. It's like, wait, 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 oh, wait. Good luck. Right. Good luck. The, the porn lobby is like the biggest lobby out there. And there's a big difference between what would be considered sexual content and what's porn as well. Yeah. The, the furry lobby alone would prevent <laughs> this from happening. Better than the Furby lobby. Yeah, I don't know about that. Sounds a little too kinky <laughs> for me. But uh, the, the furry lobby is uh, substantial. And they just had a massive event in Chicago. You know that? I did not. Yeah. But I don't go into Chicago. It is a horrible no, city. true. You don't actually live in Chicago. You just pretend you do. But yeah. If just you look outside up, uh, of Chirac. I always furry say. furry Chicago something event i'm sure you could find it but there yeah there's a there are way too many people that like to wear like you know fluffy animal costumes while having sex which i don't understand but this you know, whatever every everyone to each his own right this particular law that's being proposed would define obscene content as quote taken as a material that taken as a whole appeals to the prurient p-r-u-r-e-n-t what is prurient that's a word i'm not really familiar probably an offshoot of curtain could be interest in nudity sex or excretion excretion yeah what Uh uh-huh depicts describes or represents actual or simulated sexual acts with the objective intent to arouse titillate or gratify the sexual desires of a person. Now, isn't that any movie or television mm-hmm. show that has any romantic scenes? Yeah. So that's like it. taken as a whole lack serious literary, 
artistic, political, or scientific values. I mean, our show's screwed. <laughs> we, we totally lack serious literary, artistic, political, or scientific value. There's zero value here. I know. I'm telling people that, and they, yet they donate money. They No, today they didn't. Nobody. <laughs> so huh. I think NetNed came in, I think, with a boostagram. Oh, okay. During the show. And we appreciate that because that's the only thing keeping the show going. He says, I love unhearing with Darren O and Sir Muted. So, I mean, there's unhearing that he changes the name. It's like the Bandrew yeah. bit. The Bandrew says podcast. Bandrew has been giving a different name at the beginning of the show that changes Bandrew to a different B word for a, forever. And it's hilarious. Mm. I looked up prurient while you were talking. And what is it? lascivious lecherous lewd <laughs> lustful and sex mad and it comes us to us from the french was there a picture of you and me sitting right next to that <laughs> no there's a picture of scarlett johansson though oh yeah well see that would be illegal according to mm. this according to this particular well that's no law. good i mean the scarlett johansson lobby's got to be pretty substantial too but this again comes down to the fact that people don't understand how the internet works so this to me sounds like a bad path. Yes. Because the last time the conservatives decided to go down the morality route, the Democrats got Bill Clinton in for eight years. And then we know what he was doing in the White House. Exactly. That's my point. So that, that's a sure way to end up losing because the difference is Democrats don't mind talking about it. The Republicans just do it and sit quietly, but nobody wants to actually ban this shit. Well, it's all come down to a personal responsibility. You don't have sex, to consume it. Yeah. Sex in any form is none of the government's purview except for pedophilia, which is illegal. But. And I would argue pedophilia has nothing to do with sex. I think that has to do with a, uh, a mental condition disorder. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, I would agree. Yeah. And it's something that's more about uh, control. And uh, yeah, this concept, though, it comes down to you don't have to, as if you're an adult, you don't have to consume anything on the Internet that you don't want to. I've never yeah. randomly found porn sites on the internet it's not like only it when looking used to for be. them i know right. right now when it used to be in the case if you went to the wrong website all of a sudden you get a pornado which was fun mm -hmm. i miss mm -hmm. the days of pornados where pop-ups came they don't so exist fast anymore, and furious man. no you remember they had a scheme for a while that they were they were going to pass a law that all porn sites had to be in the triple x domain right right which i like, thought was actually a great idea i mean i could see why they they wouldn't want to do it up. But I also thought this like, well, this is, this makes sense. Cause it's, if you're looking for it, then you just limit your search to triple X. Yes. And you can easily filter it out. If you're a parent and like, I don't want this exactly. on my machine, super easy to filter. And you could literally just type a random word dot triple X and you'd find something. And everybody wins because right. It's a total win-win for the people that are looking for it. The pornados, if you're too young to remember this back in the day, when you'd go to a bad website and all of a sudden it would start popping up windows so fast yeah, there that you were couldn't no close pop up them. blockers back then. Yes. And it's just a thing. They're right. There were no pop up blockers and these things would spawn windows so fast that basically you were reaching for the power button on your machine. Mm -hmm. 
like gotta shut this bitch you down. No chance of clicking on a close button. And then every button on there just popped out two or three more windows. Right. Forget God forbid you try to hit close. That's not a good idea. No, no. So no, we're, it, we, would, we, it would pop up a modal dialogue that you can't get past saying, are you sure you want to close this while it's popping up 20 more windows? Right. Then it's like, uh, yeah, hit the power button. Mm-hmm. Kids today, they have it way too easy. But I you, know, right? You don't have to consume this stuff. And if you're a parent, be more responsible and know what your kids are looking at. I'm tired of the concept that, well, I've got a 10 year old and he should be able to be on the internet without me watching him. No, he shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. And he shouldn't, but also the kids these days have zero interest in sex because they're, they're full of estrogen. Gene at surgene.com. I'm just like throwing facts out. That's all. There is something to be said for that. There is mm-hmm. that the kids are doing, it's funny. Kids are smoking a lot less, but they're doing a lot more weed. Yeah. And they aren't as interested in sex. I'm thinking, I mean, one, I've never done weed, so I can't really tell you, but you I should see whether it works on you or not, whether it works. Well, I know you said it doesn't, you it need doesn't, like, no, I need a mega dose super, which is great. If you're trying like, to take advantage of stoners, cause you're like, yeah, sure. Let's, let's get high. And dude, then you just take all their a, money. I was in a car with Brian Brushwood and a couple other dudes. Well, see, there was your first when mistake were, when they were smoking nonstop to the point where like you couldn't see inside this car right i'm, I'm was, thinking is this like a cheech and chong bit? it is a total cheech and chong bit we were in vegas <laughs> and uh yeah brushwood was in the mood for getting high and it was like it was one of these situations where i thought well this will be fun and then i realized very quickly that i was the only guy in the car not having fun you're like, why? I've got the contact like high this. going. Okay, guys, we can't see anything in front of our faces. It's a foot away. What was the point of doing this again? Because I'm missing this whole point. And then after this, finally, we get out of the car and go to the, which incidentally, if you're going to do illegal drugs, why the fuck would you do them in the car? That makes no sense to me. But uh, we get out to a restaurant. All three of these yahoos. They got fall the munchies. asleep during dinner. They fall. Wait, no. Dear. They literally <laughs> fall asleep, and I'm the one buying dinner for everybody. So it's like, what's well, the see, there fuck? was your second mistake right there. I would have just oh left the table, and the three of them could wake up and pay the bill. I wish I remembered the other guys' names. Um, but it, it, it these are all magicians, and uh, there was there was uh, there was uh, it was the time that Brushwood was on Penn and Teller. Gotcha. Yeah, the Fool Us yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. We knew he wasn't going to fool him with his voodoo no, surgery. He going to fool anybody. That was he just did it for fun. It was a good performance though. Yeah, no, he's he's good. He's good. He's uh uh, you know, a good guy who never seems to call me back. Fucker. Yeah, we got to get him on the show. He was going to get you on his yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah, like multiple times he's promised to do that. I mean, usually if they want to like shoot you with a crossbow or something like that just mm-hmm. to, to see, mm-hmm. see exactly. this, he really enjoys when the uh, other guy gets you know takes uh, the nads well, who wouldn't yeah who this wouldn't? is this is true and uh, see brooklyn wanted to know how does scene jo- how does gene know that kids don't want to have sex that's a valid question She's uh, like, <laughs> yeah no they don't believe me 
He's like, I keep asking. They keep saying, no, I don't know. This is oh, comedy. Comedy. We're doing a comedy show now. You could fake. put this under R-rated comedy on Apple Podcast. Right fake there. comedy show. Fake comedy fake show. Comedy show. What is the oh, show? Nobody knows. Uh, so I bought the new Stream Deck. Oh, is, is this one larger or any different features? It's got rotary knobs. I'm just picturing like an old phone now. Like the Stream Deck has come to the point to where now you have to dial in like a Bakelite. Make make the text size bigger on your computer and and go ahead and check out Stream Deck. You'll see what I'm talking about. But this thing's pretty awesome. I'm digging it. Do I need one? That's the question. Control, of course you do. You can control all kinds of things. I have the big Stream Deck. I have the small Stream Mm -hmm. Deck. Yep. I got the, both those two. Now they've now got like fancy the, uh, color new, ones. The Stream Deck the MK2. Stream Deck. Yeah, those are not. And those are crappy. No, this this thing is uh, pretty wild. Having knobs definitely is good. Hey, hey now. They're programmable knobs. You can do all kinds of things, including controlling other devices that have MIDI. I'm looking here. Mm-hmm. I see all the ones with the buttons, trigger automations. Yeah. And I have really never even taken full advantage. Having a large one and a small. Really, I mainly use it to watch crypto prices. Oh, really? Yeah. I mostly use the large one. The small one, I, you know, I just still plugged in because I too lazy to get rid of it, but I don't really use it much. The large one, I've got my audio settings for Mm -hmm. the desktop because I don't have using a the keyboard that I'm using doesn't have audio controls, so I added yeah. that on the stream deck. It shows me the crypto pricing of Bitcoin, Ethereum, mm-hmm. and Sheeb. It uh, shows me my current ping rate to the no and agenda to, stream. To buy uh, your uh, Sheeb, you just push the button. No, that would that would be interesting too. Finally, though, I'm down to forty nine dollars and thirty cents of Sheeb, so I bought it at fifty dollars. Finally, I'm underwater on the oh, okay. on the Sheeb, like well, every other crypto yeah. that i've ever gotten mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but what is i see they've got a light they've got a camera which i've looked at before elgato which didn't have great reviews they have my microphone now too which i don't they think do is yeah. great uh, uh is this just oh, a- i ordered it and you just go to uh, elgato's website it's literally the first thing on their website not when i jocked it up but here it looks like there's a stream deck pedal so i there's i know there's a foot pedal now um there is yeah is this a stream deck branded because i see oh my god dude yes a stream deck, deck plus branded. a mini and mk2 and the extra which if is you the one click that, on stream deck it's literally right there it says stream deck plus. okay the stream deck plus there we go that's the one that's got the knobs on it now what do the yeah. knobs do anything you want hey so okay here adriana lima show up at my door yep twisting the knob boom she's there exactly but now that would be now really for like the volume interface that I can understand. That'd be kind of cool. So it's got yeah. eight buttons, which are the same as having the other devices. I'm guessing. Yeah. Yep. And then there's yeah. like a, is that just a screen there? Kind of like the Apple laptop concept mm-hmm. that went horribly yeah. wrong. And it, it is exactly like a, it's touch screen. So it's got that touch screen and then you have the knobs to adjust. Interesting. Yep. I don't know what I would use the knobs for, though. Uh, Although it's they're saying it's like it's your audio station. 
to control all of your audio sources. You know, I guess if you can uh, mute the microphone and all that kind of stuff. I know I have a thing on uh, Amazon. If you can use, if if you have, uh, here's a little tip for you. If you want to save a little bit of money. Yeah. If you have an American Express account that does points, mm-hmm. Amazon right now, and I saw this the other day, but it wasn't offered to me. It finally popped up on my Amazon account. Mm. If you use even just one point from your Amazon or your American Express points, which are worth like a penny for one mm. point, they will give you 40% off an order as long as it's shipped and sold by Amazon up to 60 bucks. So if you're spending like 170 bucks, you'll get 40% off the whole thing just by using one American express point and you can pay for the rest of it. However you want, but 40% off is pretty good at Amazon. That's a significant chunk of change. You know, I've noticed Amazon quite often has coupons that just kind of pop up for shit. I'm buying, which are, unexpected like i didn't click on the product because i saw a coupon i clicked on the product because it looked interesting and then it shows that here's the price and then oh and you can also get 30 dollars off yes like what what the hell is that all about you're like i'm already here yeah that seems like it's a stupid thing because they're trying to convince me to buy something i want to buy anyway hey nobody said they were good at what they're doing I think everybody said they're good at what they're doing. They're making money, kind of. So I ordered a new microphone to test. Oh, well, I thought you'd love the ElectroVoice RE320. I do. Um, this is uh, this kind of came about from a friend wanting to know what's a good portable mic. USB or XLR? Uh, USB. Gotcha. And I said there aren't any. There are some that are decent. Uh, they're and, not great, uh, but they're I said, decent. Like, the, the closest you can come to a good portable mic is get a, get a high-end lavalier mic. Those quality-wise are excellent. You but do people know how to use those well? Well, you can watch a video to learn how to use it. Your buddy Brandberg or whatever his name is might have a video Andrew. on that. Yeah, he, he's been just doing some stuff on lavaliers. I've got one. Uh-huh. I've never even taken it out of the box. When Rode... Yeah. Like two or three years ago, started out there. Hey, send us a 90 second podcast. Uh-huh. And they did their little thing where, you know, they'd have the experts rate them, all that other bullshit. Hmm. If you were like one of the first 500 or something, they sent out a, a pack with one of their lav mics in it. And I haven't even tried it yet. So I really should do that at some point. Wow. I've got like five or six different brands of lavaliers. They're honestly, even the cheaper ones for like a hundred bucks are pretty good. But like the $500 ones are excellent. They and do they have more of an issue with room noise? If you're, if you have like a, a reverb issue in the room, uh, no, because they're very directional and they point at your throat. Okay. And so you got pretty much the best soft tissue absorbing material there. And that's where the noise that you want to pick up comes out of. So the, the lavaliers tend to give you a, a fairly isolated sound, which good uh, the cheaper that's the biggest difference the cheaper ones they're not quite as directional and those are going to pick up everything and anything they'll pick up a lot more stuff for sure but now um, what did you order was it a lab or a no uh, it wasn't a lab because in the process of looking um one of my recommendations was like hey you know that i bought a gaming headset that has a dsp in it that has 
the most useful feature for doing a podcast, which is a noise gate. And you remember I used that uh, when I was traveling. Yes. And uh, while it doesn't have quite the smooth sound of the Motu processing the RE320, it's still way better than just a generic mic. Well, as it turns out, um, that you can now get a, uh, what the hell's the brand? The, um, uh, it's not an iceberg. What the hell am I thinking of? An iceberg? That's lettuce. That's lettuce. Do you have lunch on your mind? It's, I do have lunch on my mind, but that's not, uh, it's not lettuce. What am I thinking of? Uh, it's a microphone brand. That makes you think of the sounds Titanic. Like an, sounds like an iceberg. Sounds like an iceberg. It's I mean, the sound an iceberg Yeti. makes. Yeah. Oh, Yeti. Yeti. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, that doesn't do sound like that? iceberg at all. So, Yetis live on icebergs. Makes total <laughs> sense. In your mind, perhaps. Do, where do you think they live? The Yetis in Disney World, but it never works okay. at that ride. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, so the Blue Yeti has the Blue Yeti Nano Premium USB mic. Which has uh, the built-in voice software from like the same, allegedly, like I, I'm waiting to get it so I can test it. But, but if, if it has the same DSP in it that my gaming headset has, which is also Yeti, then this could be a good solution for a portable mic because it's, it's small. It's a condenser mic. I mean, it's, it's way smaller than the Nari 320, but so is every other mic, I guess. Well, um, not everyone. The, most of the broadcast microphones, the dynamic broadcast, with, you mm-hmm. know, that's the category. There's, yeah. there's, everybody always asks, like, what makes it a broadcast? Well, it looks like broadcast. It's mainly, it's mm-hmm. nothing to do with the audio. Because people point out, there are a lot of dynamic handheld microphones that have been around for 50 years that work just yeah. fine for podcasting. I don't know about that. They should say podcasting on it to work for podcasts. Right. It should have to say podcast or broadcast, mm-hmm. but yeah. they're all fairly large. I mean, I've got, again, the 320 and 20. Those are the same yep. body. Those are pretty big. The mm-hmm. PR40, which is almost as big as a little smaller. The Heil PR40. Smaller. It's definitely smaller. The Shure SM7B, a little bit smaller. Definitely smaller. Yeah. But they're not small. They're not. No. No. They're not well, this thing, this thing is definitely smaller, but, but, you know, I'll tell you more when I get it. But, but the point is it's supposed to have a built-in DSP that has a noise gate and a few other effects, but the most, including compressor, but the most important one being the noise gate because a USB mic with the noise gate for under a hundred bucks, if it works is that's going to be the main thing I start recommending to people that want to get into podcasting. Yes. If the software works and people understand how to use the microphone, the biggest problem is not usually the microphone that people are using. It is the misunderstanding of how close you have to be. What happens if you really move around? Yeah. And a lot of people don't realize what a noise gate is as opposed to what a compressor is and all of these things that are done to process the sound. And that's, that's the education that you need. If you want to do a lot of audio mm-hmm. recording, now throwing this stuff into a microphone as a one-stop shop, probably not going to be perfect, but if it works 
decently yeah. enough. It's better than not having. It's it. better than somebody spending three, four hundred bucks before they realize whether they're going to keep doing a podcast long term or just do three episodes and stop. Well, there are people that buy really expensive microphones, and again, that don't understand why it sounds like crap because they don't know how to process the mm-hmm. audio. And most people are in a very non-treated room, as I am here. Yeah. And you can either go through the process of putting up foam all over the room or you find a dynamic microphone boxes. I find work really well. Yeah. Well, there are people that put for voiceover people, especially when they get started, you hear the stories of more than, well, it seems like almost everybody will put it that way that gets into voiceover. The first way they do this Mm -hmm. is like getting underneath five blankets with the microphone and recording the audio, which is effective. I'll give you that. Well, I've got a a, a a quiet box that I bought decades ago. Those things don't longer. work. That you mean like the microphone goes in it and then you talk yeah, into yeah. the box? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it works great. I don't know what you're talking about, dude. Does uh, you, not does not work that well. It works awesome. Uh, don't buy the cheap knockoffs on Amazon, though. Well, that would be that would be true. Buy them with yeah. your microphone pillow. And yeah. Uh, Exactly. For all of your Christmas you shopping needs. You gotta have a microphone needs. pillow. Uh-huh. And uh, the problem, the, the main problem with it, and the reason I haven't used it for 15 years, is that it's about two feet by two feet by two feet. And if you think about where the microphone needs to be, yes, you're pretty much blocking everything in front of you with this box. So forget about having a computer around. Or doing anything where you can look at a screen because the only thing you're going to be looking at is into the is box the inside of the box. Yeah. Exactly. Which is very claustrophobic too. Yeah. You I stick guess. your head yeah. into the box. Yeah. That was how you use it. You put the box on your head and then you insert the microphone and you've got a super quiet environment. That's why a lot of people use closets as well, filled with clothes. I mean, don't hey, use a closet with I, emptied out. You know, they want to stay in the closet. That's fine. Yeah. You want to be in. I'm not going to what size closet you have. Try and push them out. That's personal I, preference, I, I guess. I always enjoy seeing somebody on the YouTubes with a front address microphone that they are oh, talking, talking into, into the, the side, side of. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. It's great. <laughs> like, um, read the uh-huh. directions. Yeah. Well, even without reading directions, can you not just hear through the headphones when you the mic is louder when it's quiet. Yeah, I can. I that's, think you should. That's part of it. Understanding how everything works and then uh-huh. literally moving around and listening for the difference. And if you can't hear it live, then yeah. listening to audio back on a recording and the yeah, good you, microphones you notice with the right processing. Like, here, I'll, let me demonstrate this for people. Let me just. Okay. Right now I'm talking to, into the side of the microphone. You can hear me just as well, right? Oh, yeah, you're, I, you're the no volume's there now. because the way our system works, but, but you're if, muffled. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Now I'm back to uh, the front of the mic. Uh, it, it's the microphone is made to be directional. There are omnidirectional mics out there. You Which do you not want to use want. them for podcasting. Yes, They're for want. other things like now, singing. Right. Or if you're having like eight people over and you really want to record a group conversation, it's still yeah. not going to be yeah. great, but that'll help. Yeah exactly so anyway i'm keeping my fingers crossed because like i don't need this thing but 
and under a hundred bucks, something that can, I can start recommending to people. I would love to do that. I am not a big fan of the, the Yeti brand, the blue Yetis. Yeah, I'm not. Either. Um, they do have some really nice mics. I'm sure uh, your, your buddy Bemrose there or whatever his name is. He has, started uh, whatever he's on your show more than he's on mine. Come on. <laughs> Fair enough. His, he, he had a brand that I recommended, and that was the one that our buddy Sir Matthew used ah. over on Maps with Matt. That was mm-hmm. like a Chinese knockoff. That was a great directional USB microphone that was like 40 bucks, and they stopped making them. Of course they did. Yeah. Because it was oh, and, good. And here's the funny part. Like, I've had this happen before. You, you buy some technical gizmo from a company, right? And it's a name you've never heard of on Amazon, but it, it works fine. And you go back like six months later. And, they and you're going through exist. your past purchases, you click on it and it says not available and takes you to the company's page. Cause their default is if, if the product isn't available, the place that you bought it from the vendor right. is what it's going to show you. And you look at this products that are currently available and it's like clothes. Yes. How did this company go from selling electronics to selling clothes? Cause they're out of China. Because that they don't care what they sell, they're just getting good deals. Yeah, it's basically the equivalent of a um, what was that store brand chain that we used to have back in the seventies that that only sold closeout shit. You remember? You know who I'm talking about? Only closeout. No. God, what was it? It was. Uh, I keep thinking of the word Remax of something like Re something, but it was a a store chain. Like there were multiple stores, uh, but they they effectively bought out either stores that were closing or just places that had low inventory of something. And they didn't want to deal with like if target only had a thousand of some TV set, right. All close. And they out. have 10,000 stores. They're not going to just sell the TVs. You know, they're going to get, get rid of the, all thousand of those TV sets to a wholesaler and then uh, not take up space in the stores. <clears throat> and this place used to just specialize in that kind of shit. I bought Casio watches there. I bought some kitchen appliances. Oh my God. I, I'm totally, I cannot think of the brand of store it was, but it was, it was a store that was always fun to go into because you never knew what they would be selling. It is not re Kmart. Not Ned. I mean, that, that's close. <laughs> no, it's not. But it's not Rekmart, no. I mean, I was doing reviews for the guys that mm-hmm. back when this was still a thing, the reviews. So this is going back like six, seven, eight years ago now. Mm-hmm. But it was the company that bought a bunch of these brand names, including like Polaroid. Yeah. When they went bankrupt and they were making all this stuff, like the little mm-hmm. printers and all of that. Right. I think they owned Kodak too. I think they owned like a bunch of that stuff. Yep. And they had an audio brand. That again was very short lived, but was excellent stuff. So it's like you, if you are looking for a bargain, there are some out there, but it's hard to find, which is why I never understood the concept of Amazon. Like, nope, we're not going to allow you to do this anymore because it's unfair. And people are like, ah, why should I listen to that asshole? Cause he's getting everything free. And I mm-hmm. would again make the case, well, I'm getting everything free, but I was focusing on microphones and headphones which means I actually knew what I was talking about, about microphones and headphones. So that's why, because there were some really good products that were cheap. And if you found those, it's like, that's what I would recommend. Not the Yeti stuff because it's 
average at best and overpriced. And the Yeti stuff to me is all just the look of it. It's all just, mm-hmm. oh, it looks very nice as opposed to how it sounds. I'd rather have a microphone that looks like crap, but sounds really good. Yeah. I mean, that might change again if you start doing YouTube videos where people can see the <laughs> microphone. <laughs> but overall, is it Filene's Basement? No. Service no. merchandise. No, that but wasn't. It, but, it, but it's like Filene's Basement was for clothes. It's just this was for not clothes. So it any any kind of electronics, any kind of uh, like kitchen gadgets, anything. Uh there's a uh, like TJ Maxx is another example of a clothing store like that that also carries a few non clothing items, but it's like a closeout store, like a store that only sells crap that's you know closed out by other stores. And I think for clothes, it's usually just seasonal, but for non clothes, it's it's also uh, products that are low supply. And the internet that, has changed all of that. Yeah, I, I, I think honestly, I think mostly eBay changed that to where people just decided they could have a little business of buying clothes on crap and then selling it on eBay. Well, that's also it. That's the that's the flipping at its core as well, which is oh, I can buy this cheap and then go resell it to make money. Yeah, which is harder to do on eBay as their fees continue to go up. Ah, right, that's what I've heard. Yeah. It's like, well, if you're paying eBay 10 to 12 percent, it's very hard to make a profit. I don't think people understand the profit. (laughs) I would love 10, 12 percent. Fucking Amazon's like 40. Really? That's horrible. Yeah. And I just did a shipment the other day and I was like, oh, your stuff. Did it come in? Is it getting listed? How is this going? Yeah. 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 When it's fully up online and everything and I've done a test purchase, I'll, I'll talk about it. But it's there's been a lot of. You know, this is the first one we did. There's been a lot of bullshit happening, so I've, it's taken longer than it's supposed to. How do but you even make money? I have no idea. But <laughs> you the, probably the point won't. Is the, probably not. Probably not. But like last minute, like everything's ready. Going through the the form to ship all these boxes to Amazon, and then have a little note in there. It's like uh, verify that the the boxes are packed in a uh, sealed plastic bag. The I'm boxes like, why are why packed. do I need the external box of my product that contains a product that is plastic and not damaged by water? Why do I need to put that in the plastic bag? And there's no way to get out of it. Every individual so, box has to be in a bag. Yes, yes. And uh, I've gotten some shipments of stuff I bought from Amazon that comes in the plastic bag, which I always just wondered what the fuck, why. And then, but plenty of things don't like, I'd say 80% of the stuff I've bought, I've bought from Amazon, including computer gear. Is it all stuff though, that they're selling for third parties rather than stuff they're buying and I selling no themselves? Which I have no be. fucking clue, but point is they have this requirement and your options are to either do it and then take a photo or bugger off and demonstrate or to pay Amazon, uh, 53 cents a box to do it for you. So they'll bag your box for 53 cents. They'll bag my box for 53 cents a box. I'm like, motherfuckers. (laughs) So yeah, okay. I had to click bad button. So I'm like, okay, I guess they're going to have to bag these themselves. Fuckers. It's just money grab. That's all. As far as I'm concerned, that's all it is. And between look, there's this, 
I should probably write a, a little, if not a book, certainly a uh, a chapter for a book on this whole process of all the, well, the no, stupid no. shit. Just do a video for YouTube. You'll probably make more money probably with people make more hitting. Money, that's true. Than a book ever does. Yes. I definitely attest to that. Now, I've sold thousands of books. I've made dozens of dollars. <laughs> Tens of dollars. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Yay. Pretty much. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it is kind of a case study in how not to do things. But there's really, if you're somebody that's an entrepreneur that wants to sell a product online, mm-hmm. you almost have to be Amazon, eBay, or Walmart. I don't really know if there's anything else that can even come close to mm-hmm. what those three are doing. And they all allow third-party sellers to come in. Obviously, yeah. eBay's all yeah, third-party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Amazon and Walmart allow you to list your stuff through their website, but they'll just take a small percentage because they know that's where the eyeballs are. Yeah. Now it's different if you had a huge following. I mean, if you were somebody that was on, you know, YouTube or wherever and had millions of people following you, then you uh-huh. could just have angryrussianprepper.com and sell direct and you wouldn't have to, that's true. to yeah. pay those percentages, which is the, uh, that's the catch 22 here. Uh, yeah, that's true. The only thing that people tend to not sell through Amazon though, are if they have like their own t-shirts Hard drugs and spaceships. Well, yeah. Spaceships actually I sold on eBay. I've got some mugs coming in for the rock and roll pre-show. People are excited about oh, you those. Do? Wow. Yeah. You'll make like off band on those. I ordered a four just to make sure that it looks good before I place a nice a large so order what, and i'm giving them away to anybody who's over a hundred bucks i'm happy for for really? donating since your cost is like four bucks a mug and you're I gonna wish. Sell them for 29 bucks a mug i'm not selling them i'm giving them away to anybody who hits the oh, hundred dollar donation right. selling the mugs for a hundred bucks a mug i'm yeah. giving them as a just gift like trump. If, you, if you hit this is, this is just like, like trump this is like pbs if if you'd <laughs> like to be a donor to pbs we'll give uh-huh. you a sir gene tote bag if you get Don't. to the fifteen hundred dollar <laughs> level of support here you know, I might even do that. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be absolutely awesome. For a toad bag. I mean, a toad bag prize uh-huh. for your kind donation. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm like, oh this my is, God. This, I'm hoping again, this is a way Dude, to. I had so much crap generate. from public radio back in the day. Well, so you were one of the guys that was calling oh, yeah. up. Oh, hell yeah. Like, yeah, I want that. I want some of that. I was, I, I'd wait for the two for one deals they had. Because every were, time, at like the last couple of days of the uh, the drive-a-thon. When they're really desperate and they're yeah, like, if you really just. Desperate, they're like, hey, in. we'll give you a twofer, you know. Please, I'm like, sir. yes, I would like that Doctor Who tote bag. Yes. And then I would also like the car talk tote bag, please. Please donate today. I like the. was an awesome show. The canine uh, pillow and uh, the Tom yeah, Baker autograph photo. Cool dog, man. Yeah. I mean, way before it's time. Way, way. Like, it's the first TV show with an actual robot that was a robot. Every other robot at the time was a dude in a suit. This was an RC car with a glorified uh, covering on it, but still. Uh-huh. Yeah, but it, you know, it moved around on yes. batteries. Which was impressive. amazing for the other yeah. CGI that they weren't doing at the time. The only CGI they did was... You know, whenever it shot lasers out of its nose, the laser went in whatever direction the bad guy was standing in, regardless of the direction the nose was pointing at. That's that was Which the I magic. Was pretty cool for laser. Yeah, of canine. It was a magical little puppy. Yeah, 
Exactly. I, I really should watch the old Doctor Who again. And I, it's so much better than the new one. I know. Now, have you watched the Whitaker episodes, which he's been around now for a few years? I have not seen one. I kind of went on the. No, Doctor Who ended. What are you talking about? That's See, that was kind of with uh, Peter Davids, not Peter mm-hmm. Davidson. I'm sorry. The other old guy. The other guy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Once he ended, I was like, um, Capaldi. Done. Yeah, it's done. But now the other guy's back. David Tennant is back for a short run, I guess. What? Yeah. What do you mean, I haven't heard this. Yeah. Right. She regenerated and it's going to be David Tennant for that, a few. Ep- oh, what are they doing? I don't They're know. up with the whole franchise that. They're now the this, concept. This, this I show guess. has a 50 year history and they're fucking with it. That's because they're woke now. Oh my God. It's horrible. They're woke. And again, I didn't mind. Yeah. Didn't they say that Dr. Who was like a black woman initially or something? Something like that. I they mean, you never know. Pre story. They'll get to that. I'm what sure a lot of crap and this concept that you have to, it's like, well, and they, they, I knew when they tested it, when they made the master into mm-hmm. Missy, you knew where yeah. they were, where they were going. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you can have that story, but the character has always, it's like for the history of time. And we're supposed to yeah. believe that. That original doctor didn't just live 50 years. I know that was how Uh long the series was, but the story was he's lived for millennia. Yeah. But he's always been a man, but somehow now, no, no, it's no, that was just, that was just random. Totally. Just like the fact that TARDIS spends 95% of its time in England, in England. Yeah. It's amazing. (laughs) It's hard to get it into the United Uh States. Yeah. Well, not even just any other country or any other planet or how about any other planet? Yeah very I mean, that's hard the part that's insane is just that it's it's a device that literally can go anywhere at any time and it hangs out in england digiguru says there's no better way to attract hot babes than by carrying around a pbs tote bag i don't know if that's true digi i'm not sure gene will yeah, probably I, know I, better. i'm pretty sure that's not true because i i remember carrying that tote bag around uh, and it did not result in any hot babage you like i thought there would be babes all over me babes to the left babes mm-hmm. to the right yeah but yeah that the doctor who now i guess you can go back to a previous doctor incarnation and uh it's stupid it was I, so good up until the, the good, point the good news is i can actually watch this shit now because i finally ponied up and something started subscribing to that network that has all the old bbc shows I just thought the internet has everything you want. Well, it does. It it carries the network that has all the BBC shows. Yeah, I guess you can do that. Shows on demand. Bruce Springsteen is doing a tour of Europe next year. Yeah, believe it or not, he's in his 70s now, too. Like Don Johnson. He's right about the same age. Yeah. He's doing like 31 days in Europe and 31 days. Did they invite him to sing in Germany? Probably. They think anyone's a singer out there. If if they'll buy Hasselhoff and Don Johnson, then yeah, we could. Mm-hmm. They might. We might shut up, man. We may be able to go to Germany and <laughs> be a pop yes, star. The famous American singing duo. Yes, exactly. They do a singing show every week. The, the famous American duo, <laughs> Nevtuliev and O'Neill. Yeah, that's us. They're so American. Yeah, exactly. You can't be more American than these two right here. That's right. That's right, right now, you just can't. But his. I'm just not sure that there's enough electricity in Germany to sing these days. That's true. They need to get the Russian energy turned back on. So I talked to my sister the other day 
and uh, she just came back from Europe. She she was in Venice and in Austria, and she's claiming that Europe is exactly the way it's always been. There's no changes. Tons of people. Everyone's hanging out in uh, restaurants. There is no no mass financial downturn at all. Wait, no, wait. So no mass or financial downturns. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to believe her, but that's what she's claiming anyway. Depends what area you're going into now. If yeah, you're in- and I told her, okay, so the hotel obviously has electricity. It right. Tourist area. The rest of the city has electricity. Yeah. Tourist areas are different. You don't know. If, again, people are they, uh, are they heating or eating? That's the question. Yeah. yeah. But that's why I was kind of taken aback as I was starting to say with the Springsteen thing, there was just an ad that you could pre-order his whole 31 stop tour. And I think they were splitting them up between Europe mm-hmm. and the United States, 31 shows, but that you could pre-order for the audio for all of those. Yeah. Whether in CD form or flack or MP3. <clears throat> I mean, that's probably all that they want is people will buy the tickets, buy the audio and then not go to the concert, but right. then be able to resell the tickets on eBay. Maybe. But just the audio, if you wanted like all 31 dates was like 800 bucks for the CDs or like 600 bucks for the flack. And I'm like, no, I'll just pirate them. Allegedly. I mean, Trump needs to raise his prices. It sounds like maybe it's like, it's just too much. A hundred dollars for a picture of Trump just doesn't seem like a whole lot these days. 31 concerts just in audio. Not I mean, forget the CD. That I'll give you your spending like a dollar Wait, a piece. So to they're going to send you the same songs over and over recorded at each location. S- to be fair, Springsteen varies the sets from show to show. But yes, you're getting same the full- songs in different order from each location. Not always the same song. Now, Metallica is doing it even better. They're oh, doing Metallica. dude. I, I know guys. you don't like Metallica, but this concept I like which is they're doing a tour where they're playing two nights in every city and they will not repeat a song over the two nights. Hmm. That I think is an interesting concept. Whether you like the music or not, I kind of dig that. Yeah. And Springsteen's What's always been about the music is like, they were the first assholes to actually go after their listeners. Right. Because Napster. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're like, we need our money. Yeah, exactly. Gifts are money, bitches. But now they're on nugs which every concert they basically do. I'm sure there may be some exceptions, but most of their concerts are up to stream on a service where you pay like 10 bucks a month. So it's, they can't be making millions. And again, Springsteen's are too. And if you, if you spend like 30 bucks a month, you Ugh. can, you can stream instead of with the compressed MP3, which, I can hear the difference a lot of times, right, 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 right. but you can stream the uncompressed for like 30 bucks a month. And when I did a month trial, I was just mm. running my machine all day, concert after concert, ripping everything. Right. Sure. And it was real time. But the beauty of this was between every track, there was mm-hmm. a very slight, like 10 milliseconds when it mm. switched of silence, mm-hmm. which meant Adobe could recognize them as tracks. And then stitch them back together. So it's like, what's so all I had to do was go press play and record at the same time. And then you had whatever you wanted. But it's like you're trying to sell 31 shows. How are you recording this? Well, it was streamed through a browser like we're doing this show. Yeah. So I sent the output to Adobe Audition. 
to audition. Okay. And it was recording it as one long file. But in that one long file, even with the live concert, their system was not perfect where every yeah, I guess that that would be just uncompressed audio, wouldn't it? Yes. Because it's yeah. sending the uncompressed directly from the browser into audition. And the beauty was the glitch between every song allowed Adobe to go, oh no, that's where the next track starts. Mm-hmm. So it was very easy to but, but without the ID three info, it couldn't pull the names of the tracks though. It could not. That is correct, but they have the listing of the tracks on every page. So all you had to do yeah. was cut and paste that list. And I mean I don't I, know, dude. It automated just, it all. I don't find any difference between three hundred and twenty K MP threes and raw audio. You gotta go raw, baby. You gotta go uncompressed. Mm, I used to. I, I got rid of everything. You know, I, I year many years ago, I got rid of about a uh, three thousand CD collection and then just digitized everything. It took years. Well, that's that what I, I have it too. Over. It took me about two months, and of course, I was unemployed at the time, so it, it took was me about two years to rip everything. And I was thinking the other day, I took yep. a, my we got a thing from my dad that uh, for Christmas that needed to be framed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, I wish was we had Gene's garage. Stuff? Oh my god. Oh my God. Did you frame a ticket stuff for your dad? No, okay. no, a lithograph. Oh, even better. A lithograph autographed by Ted Williams. That's one of his favorites. Who's he? And baseball player back in the day, oh, all star. Okay. But this was a uh, lithograph. A Kirby Puckett? I don't know him. <laughs> yeah, he's older than Kirby Puckett. Okay. He was also a pilot in the Air Force during the Korean War and World War II. Mm-hmm. And this was a lithograph. Rather than all the baseball stuff, this was representing his military stuff. service which is kind of hey, cool did you see i know you're not a hockey guy uh but um a a hockey player named um now i'm blanking out his fucking name uh russian uh, b- 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 yeah ovechkin yeah ovechkin oh you did see okay so you're on uh, yeah so ovechkin scored his 800th goal he's the third person ever to score an 800th goal yeah and he's still a young man. Now, my favorite story of him. I still love how you can just get shit when I say, uh, what's his name? I don't know who it is. Alexander like, Ovechkin. Yes, of course. Pull up the right name. Right. Yeah. I love it. I've grabbed the same, same uh, wavelength here. Same old guy thinking. Yes. He was at one of the all-star games early in his career and people were kind of intimidated by him. Mm, and he's a big guy. The goalie on the other team, you know, that would do in one of these, um, you know, I think it was the skills thing you know where mm-hmm. they're trying to do that it wasn't during the a game but it was during the skills thing and i guess the goalie clipped him and he went flying into the boards and the goalie was like really nervous that he was going to get his ass kicked mm-hmm. and he's like ovechkin gets up and he skates by him and just says russian machine don't break <laughs> <laughs> i'm like okay i like that but what i love is ovechkin's uh, twitter profile is a picture of him standing next to putin yeah, they're buddies. My mom bought a, we were <laughs> yeah. at in spring training, canceling him. I know we were at spring training years ago. And with all the baseball stuff that was up for auction, there was an autographed Ovechkin puck for like 50 bucks, which was a, that was the steal of the, of the auction. No question about it. Mm-hmm. And my dad keeps saying my buddy's supposed to get him. Uh, the guy that I used to work for is like best friends. With the guy that is the, I think, the GM, not the assistant GM of mm-hmm. the Capitals. 
and they keep saying they're going to get him a uh, a Vetchkin game you stick, which is like Evan Gold. Wow, yeah. yeah. He's, I mean, I don't follow hockey that much, but I know he's, he's the guy. Yeah. He's definitely the guy. Um, Hey, but he's, he's a tall dude too. He's got to be like six foot two or something, which for hockey is not all that Unusual. common. Yeah. 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 Hockey guys tend to be more like Joe Rogan. A little, yeah. A little like compact. Five foot eight, 260 pounds. <laughs> it's like they're not the Ovechkin though. No. I mean, yeah, he's no, the no. guy, the stories about that guy, you know, uh, are, are legendary i don't know if they're all true but he seems mm-hmm. you know if you want to once he's a little older he could be the most interesting man in the world you know from those yeah. those commercials yeah he's and that's the thing is he's still not that old he's not young but he's not that old right now yeah hockey years though those add up <laughs> hockey years. hockey years do add up but if you had uh-huh. like ticket stubs i mean that's i was you know kind of bummed that my dad didn't have the ticket stub going back to it was 1979 that Wayne Gretzky made his NHL debut. Yep. Yep. And he made it here in Chicago. Did he? I didn't know that. I thought it was on the East coast. No, it was here at the mm. uh, Chicago stadium. And those tickets, if you have one of those stubs in good condition, a hundred grand plus. Oh my God. That's insane. Yeah. I just do not understand who would spend money on that. People that are into collectibles, I guess. Ugh, that's crazy. But yeah, that was getting back to the to the frames. That's because I took that for him, and yeah. I have a Taylor Swift Peter Max lithograph. Oh well, Peter Max is is famous. Yes, and it's autographed by both of them. Holy shit, that's got to be worth something. Yeah, well, they're selling for thousands now. Yeah, how much did you buy it for? I got it as a Christmas present for when it was selling for two hundred bucks. How is it selling that cheap? with an autograph it was directly through her store she is very fair with oh selling that kind of merchandise and there were four different ones and i She's got flooding one. the market with autographs yes and then the, the, the weird thing is the autograph prices are not dropping and this is something i followed pretty I, closely i can't believe i'm gonna say this but next time there's a new thing with an autograph coming out let me know because you're like i'm gonna pick up some and put i'm them gonna in, pick up 100 yeah you know whatever you can put them in a box and wait because the yeah. concept like in baseball That's nuts i know the uh the late great bob feller i got his autograph on his last opening day he was here in chicago when the white Sox opened up mm-hmm. when he was already in his 80s i forget he was 82 85 or something when he died you know originally a minnesota team you know that, right? yeah well mm-hmm. and bob feller man he is he's from uh iowa so i mean you got another right there by yeah. minnesota one of the greatest but he was a guy that literally signed for everybody which means even though he was one of the greatest players of all time his autographs are almost worth nothing (laughs) because he signed literally for everybody that wanted him yeah yeah where the guys that are dicks and don't want to sign those are the ones that go for a lot of money yeah and you're right taylor swift is flooding the market with autographs flooding but she's got a lot of a lot of people that like her stuff millions well that's honestly, it honestly i've never understood the whole concept of autographs i really it i've done it maybe five times i've ever gotten an autograph um i got an autograph uh from dick marchenko ah, i did as well demo dick getting a book uh-huh. signed yep yep did that um i got an autograph i have a uh towel autograph by douglas adams 
Ooh, now that is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm sure that's worth something. Um, but uh, I didn't do it for money. I did it because I just thought it'd be a funny idea. He said it was the first towel he'd ever signed. That's impossible. Yep. Yep. That, that's uh, this would have been 1989. Well, okay. So that was right about the time the hitchhikers stuff was really exploding, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing you weren't the first, but if you could verify that was the first towel he ever signed, that could be worth well, a million. He said that, so I don't, I don't know if it's. I mean, I do you have a true. record of that? He is now, of course not. Unfortunately, long, long gone. He was a man who died way too early. Yes. I, I would have loved to have read more books by him. His books are philosophy pretending to be science fiction. The only author that I can remember just offhand where mm-hmm. I willingly have reread books over and over again. Mm-hmm. because they're that good and they're that you, you want to talk about the malkovich movie yeah that's exactly that's the same, same genre <laughs> you, could, yeah, you read douglas much. adams and you could read the same sentence like five times and go yeah what yeah uh the the holistic detective series also very good long yeah, dark tea time with the soul uh-huh. um, so long thanks for all the fish yeah yeah he's um he was a huge uh macintosh fan he had the first macintosh in europe you know i think i still have a copy although i'm sure it's open or maybe it's not Mm -hmm. of the game starship titanic that was based Mm. on his work yeah that could be worth Uh, big bucks maybe if you have some physical yeah i mean he he did that he did the hitchhiker hitchhikers game he was very early into that whole genre of text games Yes, it was. Yeah, um, that was like a Zork game, the Hitchhikers one, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. I I thought they were pretty cheesy myself, but yeah, but um, that was the point of those kind of games. Yeah, that's kind of like this podcast. You are listening to a podcast. To the north, you have a box of Cheerios. To the west, some milk. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's uh, what would you like to do? Right. Get the milk. Pour it into yeah. the cereal. Uh-huh. Have breakfast. Exactly. And I love yeah, when you swore at those games and they got very mad at you. Oh, yeah. yeah. They would have filters for stuff. They would track that kind of language of things. Uh, but autographs was, are a weird thing. Yeah, it's a weird thing. But I, I've never sold any. I've never really bought any. I've only gotten less than five in my entire life. And it's uh, it just seems like, I mean, I, I, I bought a book that was autographed for somebody as a gift i bought a um the biography of teddy roosevelt that was written by his son and published in 1920 something nice and autographed uh so it's like a thousand dollar book but it was um you know i think it was like 50 cents when it came out well it was Um, a different time yeah but uh, i'm sure the autograph had a a part to do with the cost of the thing. But, you know, I, I just, I don't get anything out of autographs really. I don't get the concept. That's why it's so hard for me to imagine people that pay crazy money to get something like that. And if, if I wasn't buying it as a gift that I wanted the guy to realize how like expensive of a gift I got, right? I would have bought the book without the autograph. Well, I have a autographed, ticket stub from mm. tom seaver's 300th win at yankee stadium back from 1984 or was it 85 mm. i think 85 
mm-hmm. that I was at the game and it was the hardest autograph to ever, man. I had to hunt this guy down. He was Tom terrific was not a friendly autograph signer, mm. but I did finally get it signed. So it's worth more. That would be true. That would be true. And I think the only reason he signed it was I, I, we were in Milwaukee for the series, staying at the same hotel that the white Sox were staying at. And he was leaving the hotel. I think it was after breakfast. Yeah. He'd been staked out camping there for six hours. Exactly. And I ran out while we were having breakfast as well, Mm -hmm. but I had my ticket stub along with a copy of his book, the art of pitching. Mm -hmm. And I think the fact that I had a copy of the book Mm -hmm. got him to stop because I think, I mean, you're an author. Yeah. I think that is the ultimate. It's like if somebody bought your book, that's more than just here's a baseball card or here's like, oh, you bought my book. Okay. It's kind of cool meeting people that have bought your book. Yeah. You're like, well, why did, why did you, was this an accident? I don't say that, but I mean, (laughs) you know, it's kind of neat. It's, I'll tell you what surprised me was when the wrong people bought my book. (laughs) Which is, which is who? Well, my book. So actually, uh, I think, just about all my books are are written for CEOs. And then one time I remember this back maybe six years ago, uh, I had, uh, I was helping a company with some stuff like they need to fire a lot of people. And I had somebody come up to me and says, Oh, Hey, I've, I've really been enjoying your book. I'm like, what? <laughs> well, this was a big and surprise like, for one that somebody like a, not a, you know, not a, not an executive, not a CEO, not an owner. It's like not yeah, even but a there's manager knowledge in there, Gene. And that, but, but do you read books written for lawyers? No. Okay. Right. Cause you wouldn't expect that. So that, that was my thought. I was like, I mean, I didn't say this out loud, but my thought was like, when it Why was are a, you reading a book about CEOs? When it was a five foot 11 blonde lingerie model too, that also surprised you. What? No, then I wouldn't, I would have definitely come up with something better to say at that point. No, it was, um, it was just kind of like, huh, interesting. So at that point, then I was kind of curious, well, what are you getting out of it? What did you learn? You know, what are you, what, what, what was the takeaway that you thought was interesting in the book? Right. Because, you start quizzing like, what, what was the yeah, best part? Cause I'm genuinely interested. Because when somebody Which is so rare for you, it, imagine writing like a kid's book and then having somebody in their fifties tell you they really enjoyed their the book, and you're like, what, what, what part of it did you enjoy? What, what, what about that book did you really like? Well, the dichotomy between this and this, and the obvious yeah, implications, it, it, exactly. Like, what did you pick up in there that I wasn't putting in there? So yeah. it's an interesting thing, but I don't know. I mean, look. In the end, I think all humans, or at least a lot of humans, derive some kind of a, a emotional pleasure response from doing creative work. Yes. And this is why painters paint, authors write, YouTubers get in front of a camera and uh, play video games. It, these are all things that generate endorphins. And if people enjoy that, it's even a extra bonus. Well, it is. And to a lot of your extent, I think the people doing a lot of this stuff would be doing it even if nobody is consuming it, uh, including all the big YouTubers that I've talked to. Um, they 
certainly now are happy to basically be making a living just by getting paid from YouTube. But everybody had to start with zero subscribers. And getting from zero to 100 is painful. Yeah, been there. And getting from 100 to 1,000 is painful. Easier than going from zero to 100, though. Yeah, but not by much. No. And, and really, like, I feel like in my experience or more like experience of people I've interviewed, because I interviewed people on this topic, uh, it's really when you get to about 20,000 subscribers that things change. So getting to 20,000 is really hard. Uh, most people are under that. But when you cross over that threshold, you kind of know statistically based on other people, as long as you don't change what you do, you keep doing what you're doing, same formula, uh, you're very, very highly likely to not quite double, to add about 80% for that first year after hitting 20K. So you'll go from 20 to like 37K. And then the following year, you're very likely to repeat that over again and add almost double again. And then once you hit 100,000, typically they will more than double every year until they have millions of subs. Well, it's the algo. The more people they figure, more people will enjoy it. Exactly. Because the algorithm isn't going to recommend you something that has a hundred, a video made by somebody with a hundred people subscribed, unless it's super esoteric. Like if you're, digging through videos of something that there's literally only a hundred of them on the entire internet, then it will do that. But it's super rare. Like if you're want to specifically watch videos about video games that have spaceships and the spaceships are NFTs. Right. Okay. That reduces the number of sources, the number of people making videos on that topic significantly. So you, you're going to start getting recommendations for people that might have under a thousand subscribers. And this is what makes or breaks the channel, because you see a lot of people on YouTube go into the instant. I don't know if paranoia is the right word, but all of a sudden they're getting a little success and they mm-hmm. think they have to keep evolving or doing. And it's like they're, they start putting out content that you're like, what the hell were you thinking? Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. And so, I understand and why, because as you pointed out, the more you put out, the more the more they boost you, if you will. Right. And as we're doing this podcast, I just premiered my next video on YouTube. Uh, luckily wants. I recorded it two days ago, but, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely getting in the swing of like recording every day now and getting, getting videos out there. Welcome to my uh, world. I record every day to a lot. Well, I do podcasts three days a week and then I do videos, uh, every day. What video but, channel are you on? So it's, it's a gaming channel, no politics. So it's completely different from this audience. So you I mean, won't well, get uh, a very slight band. crossover. There's maybe five people that are crossed. Over. I bet you comic strip blogger watches you though. Oh, I, I doubt it, man. I don't think he's a gamer. He just boosted though. He said, my God, bring victory to Ukraine over invading evil Russia. <laughs> yes. You could tell him that that money is completely wasted. <laughs> Not on me, man. Uh huh. Not on me. CSB. Mm-hmm. Between no, him a, and, and NetNed, they the are wasting are, it. There are big donors for today with two boostergrams. 
because people are finally listening to Gene, but it's okay. You can boost us. Yeah. Go to unrelenting.show and subscribe. That's the most important thing you can do. But subscribing and leaving um, positive reviews on Apple. That's the other thing, because that's still the biggest single contributing factor to growth is random people that that's have never heard of you that don't go to no agenda. All of a sudden they see a show that, that has good reviews. And it could all be lies. That's fine. Well, a show like unrelenting could literally be about anything. It is. Yeah. And, and by the way, I have to mention this on, on the air. I sent you a picture, uh, on text message of what people think of when they're listening to our show. What do you think of that? Jack black and the other guy from, uh, Uh, exactly. Yeah. The other guy. Yeah. That's about right. I think that's pretty close. And so I'm curious to see what people think. If you have an opinion on this topic, uh, you know, comment on this particular show, uh, on Nogen social or, or you just email Darren directly. What's your email? The Darren at grumpy Yeah. That's a perfect email for somebody that's doing a show, not called grumpy old Benz. I do. I do that show too. I, I also have Darren at random thoughts.com. I don't know if I've ever, I don't think I've ever set up Darren. Yeah, you never bothered setting up Darren at, yeah. Cause pff, that why? show's never going to last. Why would, why would you set up a, an email address for a show? That's never going to last. It's unrelenting. That's why. Yeah, it is why. And another boost from C Brooklyn says great episode. We appreciate that. Yeah, we do. And that's, you know what? Let's just wrap things up on that. Perfect comment. Just the, oh, what, let me, let me refresh. Let's see. It actually says, Great episode from the best damn podcast in the universe. If that's not already taken. Yeah, it's, it's available. I, I can vouch for that. If you were married to John Cusack, you'd probably become a lesbian too.